Lord, I thank you for utterance in the Spirit. I thank you for enabling me by the power of the Holy Ghost to minister accurately, to minister with clarity, but most of all to minister with the anointing. And I give you the glory, Father, for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now, our golden text for this series is Luke chapter 5 and verse 12. It says, And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, Behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus, fell down on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So he knew he was able. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. Basically what he's saying, of course I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Amen. His I will canceled his if. And he is still the same one who said I will today as he was yesterday and he will be forever. For he is the Lord and he does not change. We have an everlasting covenant with a covenant keeping God. And healing is part and part part and parcel of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. For surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. On the same day, in the same body, on Calvary's cross, he went to the cross Spirit, soul, and body to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. And Matthew, looking back to Isaiah, said himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And Peter, looking, said, he said, by his stripes, you were healed. Amen. So if you were healed, you are healed. And if you are healed, you is healed. And so the word of the Lord is very powerful. In Hebrews, the fourth chapter, in the twelfth verse, it says, For the word of God is quick. Now the word quick there means alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Amplified says this, For the word that God speak is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and very effective. God's word is alive. And as we take time to read the Word, and meditate the Word, and ponder on the Word, and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, the Word of God will do for us exactly what He said it would do. He said in the Word of God, His words are life to those that find them, and health and healing to all of their flesh. Amen? Say it with me. God's Word word is is alive. And God's Word word is living in me. me. As I abide in the Word, I I shall ask what I will, and it shall be done unto me. God is giving me His living Word, and I'm living in it. I'm eating it. I'm meditating in it. And God's Word is working for me. It's working. You may not be able to see it. You may may not feel it. But God's word is working in us. That's what Thessalonians says. Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 2.13 it says, 
For this cause we thank God without ceasing, because when we received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh in you that believe. So if you want to get this powerful word working in you, effectually and effectively, we must believe. And say with me, I am a believer. And I do believe. The Amplified Version of this says this, As we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you received the message of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Woo! And so welcome the word. Welcome the word. Don't put the word aside. Welcome the word. Read the word. Read the word. Why should we read the word? Because God's word is spirit and it is life. Jesus said in John six sixty three, I believe, he says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Word of God as it goes forth tonight is food to your spirit. It is life to all of your flesh. And so I want to encourage you to read the Word of God. And you don't have to figure out, you know, how God is going to do it and when God's going to do it. You don't have to figure any of those things out. You just stay with the Word. You just stay in the presence of God. You just stay in the power of God. And this Word will do its work in you. And it will also do its work for you. You know, the Word of God works while you're sleeping at night. We ought not to be tossing and turning at night. We ought not to be fretting and fearful about what's happening in the world. You know, the other night we had a flight from Branson. We left at 4.30 and then we left Dallas at about 7.30 and got into San Jose. Oh, at about 9 or so. And we got home and started unpacking some things. And all of a sudden, the house started to shake. Hello, Bay Area. You know, the, the, the earth began to shake. And, and, but you know what we did? We went to bed. We went to bed and just slept. Slept like babies. Amen. Why is that? Because we're part of another kingdom. And the kingdom that you and I are a part of cannot be shaken. So this world may be all shook up. And this word may, world may be shaken and quaken. But thank God we are stable in Christ Jesus. Because we have a covenant that has established us. Therefore, we do not have to fear. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. Has God's word kept you so far? Well, His Word will keep you all the way till you get to the finish line. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm counting on it. How about you? I'm counting on the Word of God keeping me. Amen? And so we want to look at God's medicine. 
we can be sure that it's God's will to heal everyone because God's word is medicine and God's word is no respecter of persons. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Is that right? And once a person gets saved and they start getting their mind renewed according to the word of God, this word will absolutely heal you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and this word will keep you whole. But now there's some instructions that God has given us that we are to do and that we are to act upon so that we can be kept. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And notice with me in verse 20 through 23. He said, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to what? To my sayings. Let them, my words, not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them, where? Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That's where faith is, you know. Faith is of the heart. Keep them right down here in the midst of your heart. Why? For they, my words, are life unto those that find them. And health to how much of their flesh? So God's word is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now understand this. When we're talking about God's word, I mean even the begats will heal you. (laughs) Genealogies will heal you. I'm telling you, this word is anointed. Anything that was inspired by the Holy Spirit is anointed. And so, of course, you know, we are to know the scriptures. And we should have at least ten healing scriptures that we know. And that we say on a regular basis. I'm taking God's medicine. But then, in the atmosphere of your home, keep your home and your dwelling place charged with an atmosphere of faith charged with an atmosphere of his presence you know today i put on healing script uh, healing scriptures but i also put the word on and i just let it play and play and play and play what am i doing i'm allowing the atmosphere in my home to be charged So that when I walk about in my home, I'm continuously being filled with the Word and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Make sure that you have plenty Word available in your home. Make sure that you have anointed, I repeat, anointed praise and worship going on in your home. I know Lynette Hagan... That's the wife of uh, Pastor Kenneth Hagen. And I won't call him Kenneth Hagen Jr. again. <laughs> Pastor Kenneth Hagen. And Lynette Hagen plays praise and worship music all night long. Amen. It's just piped into their home. From the time they get home, from the time they go to bed, to the time they get up in the morning, there's an anointed music and anointed praise going on at all times. What are they doing? What is she doing? 
she's creating an atmosphere, but she's also practicing the presence of the Lord. As we practice the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Lord will absolutely radiate your entire being. The entrance of His Word will give you light, right? But oh, the presence of God through praise and worship, that anointing, I'm telling you, it'll do things you don't even know it's doing. It'll remove burdens. It'll destroy yokes. I mean, you may have something going on in your body that the presence of the Lord just comes into your body and removes it and heals it. You didn't even know you had it. I'd a whole lot rather not know I had it than know I had it. Just let God's Word do its work in you. Say it with me. God's Word and God's presence is at work in me. So notice this verse 22 again. For they, my words, are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. So all who find the Word, all who stay in the Word, all who abide in the Word can be healed. This is God's prescription for life and health. How many of you remember the centurion? The centurion. He had a servant that was very ill, right? And one day he came to Jesus. And let's, let's look at that. Let's just take a little time to look at it. Look at Matthew chapter 8. Notice with me in verse 5 through 10. Thank you, Lord. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum... There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. How many of you know there's healing for those that are grievously tormented? A tormenting spirit is from hell. And born again Christians don't need to have it. We do not need to be tormented. Fear has torment. And God didn't give us a spirit of what? Fear. Fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. This person was grievously tormented. Is there healing? Is there deliverance for people that are tormented? Oh, I tell you what. The enemy doesn't like it. The enemy hates it. When a person finds out that the word and the anointed word will remove fear right out of their soul. He's grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, notice these words, I will. I will. Everyone say, I will. What did he say to the leper? He said, I will. What's he saying to you? What's he saying to you? I will. I will. The I am says I will. Mm. Oh. Ooh, thank you, Lord. And Jesus said unto him, I'll come and I will heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, 
I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. And what? I'm not worthy to come, you know, for you to come to my house. But you're the living word. And as the living word, Jesus, just speak the word. There's healing in the spoken word. As you believe God's word and speak God's word, you can expect results. Oh, my. Speak the word only. And my servant, who I love, who is grievously tormented by this fear, he will be healed. Verse 9. He says, for I am a man under authority. Now get that. He was over soldiers. He was a man that was under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. And to another man, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to him that followed, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith No, not in Israel. What he was saying, I understand submission. For I'm a man under authority. And now Jesus, I humbly submit myself to you and to your word. So master, speak the word only. And my servant is going to be delivered. Oh, that's a powerful thing. As we submit ourselves to his sayings, as we look at his word, we don't need any other evidence for our healing because the master is still healing today. Hallelujah. Say the word only and my servant shall be healed. Amen. And so... This man, he allowed the word to be his evidence. His evidence. Amen? Now notice with me, attend to my words. What he's saying is this. My son, attend to my words. Give your undivided attention to what God's word is saying. And pay heed to what it says. How many of you know when you attend to something, you make it your top priority? Do we have any nurses in the the house tonight? Any medical people in the house? So when a nurse attends to a patient, for example, if that patient is in critical care or an ICU, that nurse is assigned to that patient. That means she is to give that patient her undivided attention. She is to watch him or her very, very carefully. And this is what God's word is saying to us. Attend to my word. 
Make it your top priority. Now, if we're going to attend to the Word of God, that means that we've got to stop attending to some other things. And you have noticed in life just how many distractions there are. Have you noticed in the morning when you sit down to read the Word, all these other thoughts start coming to you? Well, you got to pay this bill. You got to pick up the laundry at 12:15. You got to be over here, you got to be over there. You know what that is? That's the enemy. Why? Cuz he does not want you attending to the word. He does not want you making this word top priority. So he will do everything he possibly can to keep you out of the word. And he says, "Well, you know, Pastor Markets, it's a busy life, and I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy. Well, hello, everyone is busy. But we should never be too busy to forget God's Word. Hallelujah. Don't let the cares of this life enter in and suffocate the Word. Don't allow yourself to be distracted to the degree... That you grow weak in your spirit. Attend to God's word. My son, attend to my word. Give my word first place. Look at Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Joshua 1, 8. It says, this book of the law or the word of God shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt do what? Meditate. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. The word meditate means to ponder. It means to think upon. But it also means to talk to thyself. Yes. Do you know that people will think you're crazy if you talk to yourself? But it doesn't bother God. I mean, you may be driving on the road and you're at a stoplight and the person's over there and you're just greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world hi have a nice day glory to God hallelujah well they're doing the same thing except they're doing hip hop or they're on the phone or texting but you got a hotline you got a direct line yeah, align to glory. Amen? Amen. So talk to yourself. That's what Rotterham's translation says. Thou shalt meditate in the word. Thou shalt talk to thyself. In other words, saying about yourself what God has said about you. You'll never go wrong saying about yourself what the word says about you. Amen? Now, if you're facing a tough day, how many of you ever faced a tough day before? How many of you had a tough day today? Okay. Now, you can think and talk about how tough the day is going to be. Or you can think and talk about the greater one living in thee. Amen. 
Maybe you're on the job and you're facing a difficult situation. Maybe you have to have a conversation with somebody that's not quite comfortable. Here's what you do in preparing for something like that. All the while, while you're preparing for your day, just let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Say this, thank God greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Thank God for the greater one. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit. Great. I'm trusting you to give me the words. I'm leaning in. I'm trusting in. I'm relying on the greater one. Thank God greater is he. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. The enemy will come along and say, no, you you can't do it. You can't make it. What does Philippians 4.13 say? Hallelujah. Meditate on that a while. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -mm -mm. Can you do it? I can do all. So meditate in God's word. Talk to yourself. Have a good conversation with yourself based on the word of God. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I saw something today as I was meditating on that. Good success and prosperity, not only in your finances. Good success and prosperity not only in your relationships. And that's the will of God. Good success and prosperity in your business. Amen? Is it the will of God for you to prosper and to succeed in your business? But now notice, good success and prosperity in your body, in your temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when your body is functioning in the perfection to which God created to function, you're having success. You're having prosperity in your body. And that's what 3 John said. 3 John said this, Beloved, I wish or I pray above how many things? I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and that you may be in health even As your soul prospers. Your body will prosper. You will live and walk in divine health. In direct proportion to your soul prospering. Or another way we could say it. In direct proportion to the renewal of your mind. My son, attend to my words. My son, attend to my words. Amen? Now notice here in Isaiah, let's look over in chapter 26. One of the easiest ways that I've discovered to keep my mind on the Lord. One of the easiest ways to keep my mind and my thought life on Him is through thanksgiving. It's through thanksgiving. Now, 
Look at this verse with me. Let's read it together. Ready, read. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Now notice, let's unpack this a little bit. God said he will keep us. He will keep us in perfect peace. If you look up the word perfect, it's shalom. And if you look up the word peace, it's shalom. So God said that he would keep us in shalom, shalom. Total well-being, total health. Billy Brim says, nothing missing. And what? Say with me, nothing missing. Nothing broken. If there's nothing missing and there's nothing broken in your life, that means you must be well. That means you must be whole. But now notice with me, this is God's part. God's part is to keep us in perfect peace. Our part is to keep our mind, where? Stayed on Him. In other words, have a spiritual mind, have a mindset, or set your mind on Him, the things that are above, not on the things that are of the earth. Oh, that's good. And so, you can expect to be kept if you do something with your mind. And your mind is where the battleground is. The mind is the arena of faith. The mind is where we get bombarded with thoughts of failure, with thoughts of condemnation, with thoughts of dying prematurely, thoughts of cancer, thoughts of this, thoughts of that. All negative thoughts come from Satan. He is the author of death. He is the author of stealing and killing and destroying. And most of the time it starts with one thought in your mind. So it becomes my responsibility and your responsibility to do something with this mind. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace. But here's what you must do. You must stay your mind on me. And who is he? Is he not Jehovah Rapha? Is he not the Lord that healeth thee? Is he not the one that we serve with all of our might? Who said, I will take sickness and disease away from the midst of thee? Keep your mind on your healer. Keep your mind on Jehovah Rapha. And once you get this word in you, and you've released your faith like you did tonight during the corporate anointing, once you do that, then continuously... Thank Him and praise Him for your healing. 
You don't need to pray over and over and over again for the same thing. But what I'm saying to you, we must praise over and over and over again for our health and for our strength. So that's, that's what I do during the course of a day. When I sense things coming my way, you know, you're not going to be able to make it here. You're not going to be able to make it there. Immediately, I can turn the switch of faith on by thanking him that he's my healer. Immediately, I can keep the switch of faith on by thanking him that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Has anybody ever had thoughts come to their mind that he's not going to meet your need this time? Well, he met your need last month, but he's sure not going to meet your need this month. He's too late. He's too late. I've seen him do it again and again and again and again and again. And there is no reason for me to believe that he will not yet do it today and do it again and again and again. But I've got my part to play. I can't allow myself to go down the road of doubt and fear and unbelief. I've got to stay on Victory Street. I've got to stay on the highway of faith. And one of the best ways I know to do it is just get so caught up in thanksgiving and praise. Matter of fact, let's do that right now. Let's lift our hands up. Let's give him some praise tonight. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you praise him, as you lift him up, he lifts you up. As you praise him, as you magnify him, as you extol him, the very presence of the Lord comes into your situation. For I would remind you that I said in my word that I inhabit the praises of my people. Hallelujah. I inhabit the praises of my people. Thank you, Lord. Let's say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, I'm strong. Thank you, Lord, I am well. Thank you, Lord, I am prosperous. Brenda was preaching the other night. Don't you like the way she preaches? She's a good preacher. She's been preaching since she's 15 years old. That's about 15 years. But she was preaching the other night about joy. And I I write these things down. When I hear a word, I write things down. And I put an I am in front of it. And she was talking about being radiant... With joy. And so I wrote down in my notes, I am radiant with joy. Hallelujah. I'm radiant with joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And my friends, praise and thanksgiving will help you keep your mind set on Him. A mind that is set on Him is not a mind that wavers. A mind that is set on him is not a double-minded man. But a mind that is set on him is a single mind. 
And as you are single-minded, and as your eye is single, your whole body shall be full of light. Your whole body shall radiate with the goodness of God, and with the presence of God, and with the power of God. (laughs) Radiant. I'm radiant with joy. How about you? Amen. Amen. So, let us do this. When we're attending to the word, let us consider what he said. Not how we feel. In closing, turn quickly to Romans 4, verse 19 through 21. You guys listen so good. Aren't you glad for the presence of the Lord? Say it with me. Christ is my healer. Romans, the fourth chapter, the 19th to the 21st verse. This, of course, is speaking of Abraham. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. We could say it this way, that Abraham had his mind set on what God had said. Abraham, to accomplish and to see the fruition of Isaac... Abraham and Sarah had to keep their mind on what God said. And here's what God said. God said, I have made you a father of many nations. Be not weak in faith, consider not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Now notice this, giving what? Another way of saying he was thanking God. He had got the word. He was tempted to waver. But he considered not that. And then he just got caught up and given glory to God. Thank you, my father. I'm the father of many nations. Notice verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what was he able to do? He was able to perform. And God did perform the promise that he gave to Abraham. But Abraham's part was to consider not, and to stagger not, and to give glory to God. We could say this. Instead of considering our circumstances, our symptoms, and our lack, we have the obligation to consider one thing and that's Jesus and his word and that's found in Hebrews 3.1 and as they pull it up there let's read it together amen ready read wherefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the apostle consider him Consider him. Consider that he was wounded for you. Consider that he took your place. Consider how much he loves you. Consider him. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Amen. Father, thank you for this word that we've received tonight. Thank you for your holy presence in this place. Now I pray, sir. If there is a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl here tonight 
that has not yet made you, Jesus, their Lord and Savior of their life, I pray, Lord God, that you would draw them to you right now by your Spirit.